Let's cut through the mainstream financial advice out there. This is your quick financial tip from your rich uncle. I typically suggest there are two ways of sending money into escrow. You can have the donor write a check and deposit in the borrower's account, but you would need a lot of documentation showing how the money is deposited. We'll ask for a cancel check or check image and the transaction history. Sometimes it takes three, four days for it to clear. So it depends on where you are in the contract. You might not have that luxury. The cleanest way I always tell people is to have the donor and wire it directly into the escrow's account. This is a story about a dude named Lane. Then one day he went and tried to rent them out. And then he became one of the Let's get to some of the problems you're seeing through transactions. Uh, maybe we'll break it down on owner-occupied and non-owner-occupied too. But the first one is when I was buying a lot of these rental properties, of course, I was using my own money. My parents never give me anything. and Nobody gives me gifts. But some people, when they're buying their primary residence, shoot, what kind of 20-something-year-old kid can afford two, $300,000 down payment? A lot of these guys are getting it from their parents. What's the best practices there to work that in? A lot of people, when they come to me, obviously the, there are some gifts uh, involved, but for gift letters, for the most part, conventional loans are pretty easy. They make it really easy for us lenders and also the borrowers. I, I typically suggest there are two ways of sending money into escrow. You can have the donor write a check and deposit in the borrower's account, but you would need a lot of documentation showing how the money is deposited. We'll ask for a cancel check or check image and the transaction history. Sometimes it takes three, four days for it to clear. So it depends on where you are in the contract. You might not have that luxury. The cleanest way I always tell people is to have the donor and wire it directly into the escrow's account. So this way there is a receipt and there's no way the money is going wrong anywhere. But for FHA loans, do know that we will ask for the sourcing of the donor's funds. So meaning I will ask for two months of bank statements from the donor. I'm trying to sharpshoot this. If I get a random check from my friend or my parents two and a half months prior to when I throw this money into escrow, does that nobody checks or there's nothing I need to write that this was my money. In the real estate industry, you know, I hear a lot of real estate agents would say, oh, you need to have two months of bank statements, clean bank statements or seasoned funds. Really, that's a myth, but it really depends on what the deposit is for. We call them large deposits. So large deposits definition is basically any deposit that's more than 50% of the total gross income used on the loan application. So let's say if you and your wife combine $10,000 gross rental and gross income on the loan application. So anything higher than $5,000 deposit into your account, we just have to know what it is and why is it deposited. We, we just wanted to make sure it's not, you're not loaning a $5,000 to go buy this house and now you have to pay it back and we need to add it to your debt to income. Or being a gift or it can't be a gift. If it's a gift, then we just need to document it, source and explain. I just got it from my BlockFi, man. Or, or crypto, deposited from Coinbase. We we can use crypto as down payment. I've got this other, was it, he wasn't annoying, but the bank was being really annoying. They're like, oh, we see you're in these private placements and we want to make sure, like LPs don't co-sign on the debt. They're passive investors, but they're asking all these questions. Any thoughts on that other than finding a new lender? You can explain all you want, but 
if you met with a, an underwriter that won't let go, sometimes it's just easier for you to change lenders to someone who can get that scenario ran by their underwriter. And if you get the okay, then resubmit that application over there. That's what we do as brokers. Sometimes we run into cases like that and lender A doesn't work out. So we quickly, we, we have your application. We, it's so easy for us to go to the second lender, go to the next lender that can get this done ASAP. This website offers very general information concerning real estate for investment purposes. Every investor situation is unique. Always seek the services of licensed third-party appraisers and inspectors to verify the value and condition of any property you intend to purchase. Use the services of professional title and escrow companies and licensed tax, investment, and or legal advisor before relying on any information contained herein. Information is not guaranteed as in every investment there is risk. The content found here is just my opinion and things change and I reserve the right to change my mind. Above all else, do your own analysis and think for yourself because in the end, you're the only person who is going to look out for your best interests. Lane is not a lawyer, CPA, but the dude did quit his engineering job and now owns thousands of rental properties. Learn more about the secrets of the wealthy. Join our community at thewealthelevator.com slash club. And if you're looking for a longer form podcast, also subscribe to the Wealth Elevator Podcast.